0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dulcimer Geek Podcast.
1: That's better I can't believe we're really doing this. So this is, this is going to be a fun podcast. Yes. It's just myself, Aaron O'Rourke, and Dan Landrum. Um, Steve did not join us for this podcast, Um but Steve's still coming back, just so you. He know. is coming back, but this podcast is not manly enough for Steve. Um.
0: <laughs> Actually, I wish he was here, Aaron. I know. <laughs> so we're recording this
1: one on Monday, April
0: ten, and we uh, Steve wasn't available today, and I'm out of town for a week, so we decided to just go ahead and get this one done because yeah. we. So that's without further ado, it was going to be weirder than the last one if you happen to the list, listen to the last one. Uh, this one involves. Doing our nails.
1: Okay, so just explain to explain why, just to set the scene for you, um, we're sitting in dance closet. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not a closet; it's a it's a recording booth. booth. Thank you.
1: And we have this table um, where we each have our nail files um, in <laughs> packages true. ready to go. And why we, nail fi-
0: files? And
1: Aaron? we are going to shape our nails. In a way conducive to pulling good tone when you are plucking with your fingers on hammered dulcimer or finger-picking the mountain dulcimer. Or guitar. Or guitar. Yeah, that's cool, too.
0: So, for for the purposes of this podcast, I was able to break a habit. (laughs) (laughs) What was that habit? I haven't picked at or chewed. I mostly picked at my nails. Yeah? So, this is... You know, this is kind of a personal show, and I feel like we know you people. So I had this problem forever. I would always just kind of bite at my nails, and then I'd pick at what I bit at. Like
1: a nervous habit? A nervous habit. Okay.
0: Forever, basically. Until I got a crown on one of my molars, and my teeth didn't quite fit together as tightly. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a combination of the molar was sore uh-huh. And then the teeth didn't fit together the same way, so I stopped with the biting, mm-hmm. but I continued with the picking. Okay, okay. So, all right. For the purpose of this, I was like, I can't. I can do this. I can stop that. And so I did, and I have these amazing nails right now. <laughs> I've never had them before. They're like I want to go, and get stars on them or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're not going to do that today. We're not going to do that. No. Okay. <laughs> can, can I share something real quick, kind of autobiographical? This is a, yeah. It's the
0: only, <laughs> this is the only way this is going to work because we're about to do our nails,
1: dude. Right. Okay. Well, this is this is an opinion that's uh, that's just started to evolve with me. Um, I I play fingerstyle guitar quite a bit, uh, and I have for a while. I've never I've never really been into finger picking dulcimer. Uh, I did a little. I did it just a little bit early on, and then at some point, I started working out all my finger-picked arrangements with a flat pick, and never went back because I didn't really see what the point was. I f- found that unlike on guitar, um, I could do everything that I wanted to that was pattern-based with a flat pick because there's only three strings, and as opposed to guitar where there's six strings, and if you're using a flat pick. You might have to make these huge, these giant jumps, uh, across multiple strings with a flat pick. Uh, and it's just, that's a lot harder to do. Um, or you're pulling notes from two strings that are pretty far apart, um, or three strings that are, that are far apart. You just don't run into the same thing on mountain dulcimer. So when it comes to finger picking on mountain dulcimer, I sort of arrived at this. What's the point? Uh, opinion, a Peter Pan opinion, if you will, going back to oh, Steve. Cool. Yeah. All right. So fast forward to now, um, there's a guitar builder who's just started building dulcimers, uh, Tony Vines. And one of the things I noticed about his, his dulcimers are they, they seem to respond tonally really well to finger picking. And I started working out some, some techniques that were re, worked really well with finger style that weren't work that I wasn't able to do with a flat pick, which was a first for me uh, on the mountain dulcimer. That's something new, and so I'm kind of coming around to playing finger style on the dulcimer, and I want to explore it a little further now. So I want and to, so, I want,
0: to I want you to continue, but I want sure. to ask a question, <clears> or <throat> I'm not even pretending to make sure I understand. I really want to make sure. No, sure. Finger picking, finger Uh style, uses no pick whatsoever in your right hand for a right-handed player. Yes. And so your fingernails or your finger pads are what you're wanting to get worked out.
1: Ah, that's the thing. Okay. So if you watch someone like Steve play when he finger picks... Yes, Seifert. He uses the pads of his fingers, and you get this really warm uh, tone as a result of that. Now, that works really well if you're using a little bit higher action. You're able to dig in a little bit more with the pad of your finger and pull volume. What happens a lot when people start finger picking, especially dulcimer, is they'll run into this issue of volume. How do I get more volume out of it? Well that's your nail that's going to help you get a little bit more volume and it's going to shift the tone a little bit it's going to give you a little bit brighter sound there's going to be more clarity to your attack that might not be what you want a a lot of times uh, even when i had my former opinion on finger picking i saw one of the one of the benefits to finger picking was just that tone if you used the pad of your finger you automatically got this really warm tone that you wouldn't get from a pick where you would tend to get a bit more articulation. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it
0: totally makes sense. Okay.
1: You haven't tied that into, so to,
0: the, to a higher action that you mentioned.
1: Okay. Well, a higher action is generally going to yield more volume on the mountain dulcimer. There's also more space for you to dig in. Can you say why? Um, there's a, a few reasons why one, it gives you more space, uh, when you press down on the string and your string makes a solid connection with a fret, it's going to give you a little bit more drastic angle uh, toward the top wait, of that bridge. So wait, wait, wait. you have more clearance but on the string. But we're talking about
0: the right hand.
1: Yes, we are, but this is important. The right
0: hand over the fretboard, not over the cutout?
1: No. Okay, so think about this. You've got the dulcimer in front of you. With We're going to say a dulcimer with really low action. For a second, meaning for those meaning who, the
0: strings are really close to the frets.
1: Right. So now, with your left hand, when you hold that string down to the fourth fret or any fret, if it's got really low action, there's not going to be a whole lot of clearance between that string and the next fret Especially above the it. the next fret, right? So you can you can play, but if you can play it, and I play pretty light generally, so I don't do a whole lot of buzzing. But if you dig in really hard you're probably going to get some buzzing there. Now, if you have a little bit higher action, there's more room for you to dig in with your attack to actually press the string. When you use your, your right hand to pluck the string with right. the pat of your finger, you can actually push that string down quite a bit so that when your finger comes off of it, when it pulls back, it's got a lot more space. Okay, that, that it can partially resonate.
0: answers the, the age-old question, dude. Do people who play lightly tend to have their nails done, or do people who have their nails done tend to play lightly?
1: Uh, I, I don't think the two are really related. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to respond to that. So I'm, I'm just gonna. gonna go on. I'm just gonna ignore gonna it. Like that awkward moment didn't right. Happen. Okay. Well, fine. So. Think about this. If you, if you experiment with different flat picks, you'll notice that you'll get different tones sure. from different picks. Same thing with your fingernails. Now, a different shape is going to yield a bit different tone. So some people like a lot more articulation and a little bit brighter attack. They're more likely to keep their nails longer and use more nail exclusively in their attack if you like that warmer tone you're probably going to keep your nails short and just use the pad of your finger however a lot of my favorite finger style guitar players use some nail and some flesh in their attack a combination of both so you get this kind of warm articulation and that's what we're going to go for today as we shape our nails this is amazing. I've never I done this. <laughs> All
0: right, but that's this. Really, this is maybe the most interesting Dulcimer Geek podcast I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> up to this point. Uh, well, I've never really thought about it, but I bet you have. I mean, what changes in the way you shape your nail would
1: matter? Oh yeah, and absolutely.
0: Is there are there, are there shoulders of giants to stand on here? Absolutely. Okay.
1: There's a world of finger-style guitar players, all loaded with opinions, and I asked a lot of questions. Um, what The year that I went to Winfield uh, for the, the competition on Wednesday, there was this big storm that hit, okay. uh, and there were a bunch of tornadoes that touched down in His that county. His name O'Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were a bunch of us from the festival we were rushed under the grandstand all packed in there while there's this crazy storm is just going outside and I ended up standing next to or being packed in next to uh the fellow who had won international finger style guitar the year before at this contest and so we're we're talking about our nails and how we do them and it went through my head this might be the last conversation I ever have. Oh, you I kind have of want to change the subject.
0: Talking about your nails. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, Aaron.
1: Yeah. So I think I, I said, do you, do you drink scotch by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there there are some people that get pretty, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but pretty nerdy, pretty geeky and, and obsessive about their nails uh, because that's, what's going to control your tone. Now, my nails are not looking so good right now. I kind of let them go for the sake of this podcast. You know what we
0: should do? I'm going to turn the camera on, Mm -hmm. and if you go to the dpnews.com website, I'll put just a little bit of video up. So Mm -hmm. let me record. and You you can't see our faces if you go see this, but if you go see this, you'll hear what I'm saying right now. So we're recording. There's my nails. You you notice I don't want to do that thing where I spread my... hands out and make it look feminine but it's really the only way to make it work <laughs> so yeah that's my nails let me see yours aaron
1: okay so it's good to start in a fist and then go out. <laughs> <laughs> all right you've thought about this you? <laughs> no okay so there's there's my nails they're they're a little bit long right now and if you look at the side uh i don't know how well you can see it but some of my nails are a little bit straighter than others. Like if you look at my middle finger nail, it kind of comes off in this hook-like shape. You know what? And if you want to
0: scoot it up, I can. I can focus it. Okay. You get it really close to the. Get it close to okay. the lens, and let's see what we can do here. This is live. Anybody watching? There we go. You have know, to back up just a little bit. back okay. this far.
1: Okay. Yeah, there we far. go. All right. So there's my middle finger, and as it comes off of my fingertip, it kind of it's. It makes this hook-like shape. For those of you listening and, uh, on the radio,
0: Aaron is making the gesture that you think he's making. Yep.
1: <laughs> so. And as opposed to my, my ring finger or my index finger, they're, they're a little bit straighter as they come off. So Let me
0: see it. Let me see it. So your middle one. All right. Yeah, yours yeah. are very different from mine. But is, Yeah. While we're really actually talking about nails, this is the Nail Geek podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the way. The, uh, people's, I, I would think that even the shape of the nail as it leaves the finger isn't the same from person to person. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah correct. So I've, I've noticed that I've always had a nail that tends to be rather flat. Yeah. You know, and some that tend to be cupped more. Mm-hmm. So I assume that's true for everybody.
1: Yeah. And I know... Um I've heard people talk about how diet impacts your nail and even the shape of your nail, and I don't know enough to talk about that. Okay, so I'm going to
0: stop the camera for now unless you want to show anything else there, but we can turn that back on
1: when we want to. All right, unless we uh, show the nail files we're using and and we we can get an endorsement. I've never actually used these before, so I don't know uh, anything about them, but they are. Oh, they're called Beauty 360. yeah that's what it
0: is (laughs) we're going to use the beauty 360 pack today
1: and we have we have well we have two different things we're going to start with a um with uh, a padded board that has really coarse grit for filing and shaping the nail and then we're going to move to this more square uh, file that has different courses on it and that's when we're going to go finer with it okay i'm going to keep this with my percussion stuff because it looks like a shaker
0: (laughs) it's <laughs> like a little mini shaker and people won't know. So, all right, we're going to turn the camera off now. Go ahead and open them. Okay, cool. And continue with just the uh, description. Uh, my nails aren't strong enough for this, are they? Did you get in?
1: Um, To one of them. I really can't wait to hear what Seifert says about this podcast.
0: He, he may quit. I know. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, the test we could do? We probably shouldn't tell him, and that way we'll know if he actually listens or not. Because <laughs> he'll have a comment if he yeah. listens. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, while we're opening these... I got mine. So I'm planning on doing... You look, uh, it
0: comes... It, it has like two wraps on it. Yeah. Oh, it has... Wow, look at this. One file, two smooth, three buff, four shine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. It has different grits on it. Never owned anything like this. Oh, okay. pretty amazing. Well, your life's about to change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we're almost done. You were yeah. about to say something while we're over.
1: Oh, yeah, so um, much like uh, how in the last podcast you were playing something that you've been working on and that's going to show up on Dulc- – or actually has shown up mm-hmm. on Dulcimer School, right?
0: Uh, yes and no.
1: You posted some video, right? Yeah, I
0: did, actually. That's right, I did that. I did a morning practice video. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when I get together one-on-one with Steve later this week, we're going to do some playing, and it'll be really Mountain Dulcimer-centric. Okay. That one.
0: Good. Wow, this is hard. Getting these out of the package is hard.
1: I know. Okay, so... There's yours, Aaron. All right. And here's we'll just, your. There are, There's more than one. I'll just push this stuff off in the floor. Just so it doesn't mess up our scene now. All
0: right. All right. Here we go. All right. So we're working on. Can I? Before we start this. See, I thought we were going to be working on our left hand, the one that frets, to make sure our nails didn't get in the way of fretting.
1: Oh, that's simple. You just cut them short.
0: Really? You just, just yeah. cut them off?
1: Yeah, just keep them short. If I feel that my nails are running in, are hitting the fretboard, I just cut them. You just cut them. Okay. Yep.
0: yep. Well, any certain shape? Do you nope, cut them just straight? just short. <laughs> so you could chew those off if you want. Yeah, to. <laughs> you can uh, go to town. <laughs> okay, it's uh, All right. Yeah,
1: if you're hungry. You're just <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So... To start off with, we're going to use this coarse grit, and we're just going to use this to shape. Now, a few things that I look for when we're shaping. If you look at my nails as they've grown out, you'll see these corners on the edge. Yes. We need to. We want to get rid of those. We want rounded corners. Yeah. We want. We want to have a nice round shape. Do we want it okay. to
0: basically follow the shape of our finger?
1: Yes, but everyone's fingers and nails are shaped a little bit different, so you can't. Some people can't expect to match a perfect profile okay. to the, the shape of their fingertip. You just want it round. And you, you might have to take a little bit different approach. Okay. You might not go as wide of a radius. I mean, <coughs> look that? at that one.
0: Is that one okay before I start?
1: Yeah, that that one actually looks pretty good. Well, you're, that's the wrong hand. No, no, no. That's no. right Sorry, Yeah, that's, that's your right hand. hand. Yeah. All right. Yeah, actually, yeah, yours aren't very long. You, We might actually, let me see well, the others. Long.
0: That's long for me. That's the longest they've ever been.
1: Um, But actually, uh, you probably don't want to use this coarse grit. You're, oh, you're, thank you. Yeah. Someone
0: so, saved my life tonight. <laughs> and it was me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so real quickly, I'm going to use this coarse grit to just.
0: I'm going to video. Yeah. I'll keep going. So. All right. There you go. You can get up close again cuz it's still going to be focused where it was last time. All right,
1: so I'm going to use this coarse grit to take off the sharp Come up corner here. Okay. Any chance you can focus yes. back here so I can stay in front of the mic? Yes. There you okay. go. Okay. All right, and I'm just going to get kind of a round shape. This is really coarse, so I'm not going real heavy-handed with it. Actually, on this one I might
0: What do people usually talk about at nail salons during, you know, while this is happening?
1: That's a good question. Um, well, I used to go to a nail salon because I got, I had, a I was using acrylic nails. Okay. Um, like I said, I play. Just uh, the
0: risk is too high to do those yourself. I didn't want <laughs> to. You put your learn. Eye
1: out. Okay. I didn't want to learn. I actually tried doing it myself once and it just didn't turn out very well at all. So I'd go to a nail salon and then what kind
0: of conversations would you have?
1: Well, the, th- the thing was um, I couldn't really have conversations uh, very well. Uh, their English was pretty limited, the okay. nail salon that I went to. And so uh, they seemed perplexed that I was in there and to <laughs> uh, why I would only want one hand done. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah
0: you're the weird guy
1: yeah so i actually started bringing my guitar in there get off the camera just a little sorry bit, yeah. so i started bringing my guitar into the nail salon so that they could see why <laughs> i wanted and why i was a little bit obsessive about oh you wanted it done a certain way yeah did you ever and let them
0: put stars on them or anything
1: no The one nail salon i went to did say uh um, so uh, what color? <laughs> and, and I said, oh, no, no color. And they said, are you sure it's included in the price?
0: <laughs> well, it does It does bring up a question that I think is legit. It, it seems like you could
1: – I'll go back to a story I remember You're from – fiscally the, conservative yeah, side. Yeah, bad. this.
0: Yeah, when it was uh, – I'm going back 30 years, I've been bet 30 years, Patrick Ball, who plays Celtic Harp, uh, steel strung harp. I don't even know if Patrick's around anymore. You ever heard him? Uh huh. It's the very first time I heard Hammer Dulcimer. I thought I was hearing Steel Strung Harp because I didn't know the Hammer Dulcimer existed. Oh, interesting. And it was really cool. And I didn't understand how this guy was getting such straight rhythm. And you know, it, and I went to see the album when it was Malcolm Douglas playing Jogging the Memory. Uh, or, excuse me, playing new waltz from Jogging the Memory. But I thought it was going to be Patrick Ball playing harp. Mm-hmm. I had met Patrick not long before that at a concert at the Hunter Museum in Chattanooga. And he was at the end of a tour. He'd been out for a while. Now, this, mm-hmm. these brass-strung harps, you can imagine how hard that is on the fingernails. Oh, yeah. And so I interviewed him the, before the show, and he showed me his fingernails, and they were just caked up with super glue. Oh. And he said it was really common by the end of a tour. He said if you break a nail anywhere, you just super glue the thing back down. And after a while, it was probably like creating your own acrylic, maybe.
1: Well, there's a few tricks that uh, that I know some fingerstyle guitar players use. Some bring a package of ping pong balls with them that they can cut up uh, if they break a nail. And they just cut up a piece of this ping pong ball. um, and they uh glue it onto their their already existing nail and they shape that and actually when i've broken a nail previously and i i went to go to the nail salon to get acrylics on it that was their solution they it wasn't a ping pong ball but it was something that definitely had the thickness and consistency of a ping pong Mm -hmm. ball that uh that i thought that they just used that as a base before they they put the the acrylics on but uh but anyway, okay. So now we've got a pretty. All right, show the camera. Okay, so we've got our shape for our nails. I've taken the the corners off of them. Not all. They're not pretty yet, <laughs> but uh, but they're a bit more rounded, and shorter. Do I need to do any of mine? I don't think so. Yours, yours are looking pretty good. So we're, you're gonna go straight to this. Uh, to this thing. Yeah, this spongy thing.
0: Okay, so here, see, this has these molten sides for those watching. Yeah. If you want to watch this again, go to dpnews.com, uh, look at Dulcimer Geek Podcast, and I'll have the video links there with the mm-hmm. podcast.
1: So, on, on this particular one, the first side that says file is, if you feel that, that's not quite as coarse as this. Even though no. I
0: didn't use the beauty. 360 today may I keep this one? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll you a lot of money there's like $100 worth of stuff you bought here.
1: N- well, no, actually, uh since this is for work, I'm writing off <laughs> my uh my nail care tools Excellent. on my taxes. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's legit. I'm watching him. He's working. I am. Yeah. <laughs> As you said. <laughs> what was it? My father might have something to say about you calling that word. <laughs> calling this word. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> I might use just that first side file. I would not use this really heavily um, because it's sort of this in-between grit where right. it's it's a little bit uh, – It's not quite as coarse as what I just used um, to shape my nail, but it's still pretty coarse. So it can really, it can impact the shape if you get really heavy handed with it. So I'm just going to use this real quick to get some of the rough edges off of mine. Off of each one. Yeah. And I'm actually coming from just underneath the nail and then I'm turning my nail at about a 45 degree angle. To the surface because okay. that's and uh, I'm only doing that because I just shaped my nails and that's where I'm like oh, so I't find out yeah one. you I'm probably don't even yeah so don't do that yet'll okay. I'll join you he was giving me a look there for a minute like no don't do that don't do that yeah they would they would you
0: you're so I've never been in a nail salon, and I think it would probably be like a hair salon if you spoke the same language, and you would talk about, like, J-Lo
1: or It's funny because something. after – I don't get acrylics anymore. I just use the, the natural nail. But I started seeing regulars in there, and we would catch up on the latest gossip, and I, I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about pop culture anymore. I don't I don't either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go straight to smooth, and here's what you're going to do. You're going to start. They don't talk about
0: NASCAR much in nail salons. I, I... Not a lot.
1: Yeah, I don't talk about NASCAR much anyway. I... Right, <laughs> they don't talk know. about scotch either. No, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go to the second side, which says smooth, and you're going to start okay. by being really under the nail.
0: So you are as so close to – Flat under the nail as you. Can I'm be still
1: right now. getting the the tip of the nail, and that's really important. Right, that's what we're working the, Yeah, because what I'm gonna do after I feel I've just a a couple passes through, um, th- then I'm gonna go a little bit more to the outside, like the uh, the I guess the very edge of the nail. Okay. Right up against there, and then just a little bit on top. Essentially, you're just trying to make sure that your entire nail has this nice round surface. It's not coming to a, a, a sharp right. so this
0: is, I'm thinking about this for, for anybody who's ever sharpened a knife. It's, it's like we're not changing the shape of the knife, we're changing the shape of the tip.
1: Essentially, you're trying to, it's like dulling the knife. You're rounding it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to
0: do that. Did someone teach you this? Now. Is this
1: like handed down for generations or anything? <laughs> um, one of, m- I've tried the approaches of a few different people. Um, I, uh, and I think I, I kind of do my own thing now that's been inspired by a few different guitar players. Some kind of nail guru now? I don't think so. I'm far from it.
0: No, I mean, but that's what a guru would say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm growing every day. (laughs) Always seeking. I'm always seeking. (laughs) All right, that's two. More to go. I feel like I sound like kind of a creep when I use my guru voice.
0: A little bit, yes.
1: (laughs) Most gurus do. (laughs) Most gurus do.
0: (laughs) I was listening to a, a... program and i'm a i'm a public radio fan by the way but this is a not good public radio program i was listening to while driving back from coaching soccer yesterday and gurus aren't always being straight with you either <laughs> <laughs> the uh the woo was deep with this one yeah so new dimensions that was the program
1: The name of the program, I mean. Kind of gives it away, doesn't it, just a little bit? Yeah.
0: Hey, we're having a nail talk now. (laughs) We are. (laughs) That's pop culture for dulcimer players is public radio, obscure public radio (laughs) programs.
1: We're actually, we're doing our nails and you just told me some stuff about a guru. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I was listening to this guru.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it happens. G U R U. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
1: By the way, it's it, it might be worth mentioning. I, I broke part of my thumbnail a while ago and I don't use any of those tricks, uh taping um any ping any parts of a okay. ping pong while on there. I just kinda wait till it grows back. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: all right, I think I've done all the smooths on that.
1: All right, that one. cool. Yeah,
0: those are some gorgeous-looking nails so far.
1: Yeah. What's next? Yeah, you, it's generally generally you don't want to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's No, right. it just comes <laughs> off as arrogant. Oh, yeah, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, think, I think I've told you the story. I don't know if I've mentioned this on here before. Hopefully but not. When Probably I, not. When I first started uh, – teaching mountain dulcimer, I was doing private lessons in Tallahassee. And, um, uh, a lady contacted me and I think she said that she wanted to learn my, uh, arrangement of, um, the uh, original thing that I wrote called "Hi mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, which is kind of a complicated, piece and uh, and I said yeah we can we can absolutely work on that that'd be fun I got over uh, to this lady's house and her nails on both hands were just so long and the the most ornate pieces of art I've ever seen and i I told her um uh and I felt bad because she fly, she either. seemed so gung- ho about working on this piece like she she really wanted to work on it and I told her ma'am, I don't think that's gonna work and she said oh well, don't some people just play with the stick? And Ooh. I said, "Yeah." Yeah, not that And song. she goes, "Let's just do that instead." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. so clearly the nails were the. Uh...
0: You had inspired her though, so that's good.
1: Oh, I wasn't complaining. I was sure. totally happy to work on Noter style. All right, so now I'm using the. Uh... For really, you can probably stop on that second side, but just well, to take it extra. Just, oh, working just, on the other hand? Yeah,
0: just to make them look good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like I'm about to go on vacation to the yeah, 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 to the beach. We're headed on vacation. <laughs> All
0: right, so now we're you are using number the three. number oh.
1: three buff, and you're following the same thing. Yep, All same right. exact thing. Start on the underside of the nail, and I rotate my nail around while, while I'm doing this, so I make sure I've got the uh, the right side of the nail, center, and left. All underneath the nail before moving it and making sure I'm getting the, the front of it. And then the top just rounding it out, making sure all of them are nice and smooth.
0: I remember one other time in my life,
1: <laughs> which
0: is how unusual it is for me to have let my nails get in better shape, that I let my nails grow out. And it must have been cold, because I remember I couldn't deal with it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I had an old car, and I rode a motorcycle, and I was needing to work on things all the time. Yeah. And I kept hurting my fingers because my nails would, you know, you bang your hands up against them when you turn a wrench. Yeah. And, yeah, so that was, this is. But even now, though, I'm thinking that mine are kind of fantastic looking, but yours are in better, yours are longer than mine even though I'm thinking mm-hmm. mine are already really long so Yeah. All right, are you done? Yeah, you done I believe so. Are we going to do the
1: last side? You can, I think it's a little overkill though.
0: The last side. Uh, unless
1: you're doing something decorative. <laughs> this says shine. Why wouldn't you want them to
0: shine? I think shine's not for the tips, dude. I think shine's for the backs. Yeah, I think so. Well, you're doing the tips on
1: there. Yeah, just because you pressured me into using the fourth side. I wasn't going to use gonna that at use all. I'm going to use the
0: fourth side, which happens to be pink. <laughs> and shine the back of my nails. I'm all right. I'm sort of getting into this. Yeah? Yeah, I want to talk about pop culture
1: some more. All right. You know, I don't care what they say about Taylor Swift. I like Taylor. I like T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle. <laughs> 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 Do you know she doesn't have a navel? No, I didn't. Yes. Well, that's that's a fun pop culture fact. I think she's an alien. Actually, you know, I was uh me and Nikki were, were ha- we we're out having dinner and uh I realized and I don't even know how I knew this, but uh on the uh, what they were playing was uh, Ryan Adams doing a cover of uh, Taylor Swift oh wow. and apparently he did a whole album of Taylor Swift covers that's funny yeah. what
0: was that super like she had this album come out last year there was it had it was like 18 something oh
1: 1989 1989
0: So I heard of course on NPR <laughs> an interview about how great this album was <laughs> and it really was and people you know even music snobs would probably like it yeah I didn't yeah <laughs> I tried, I really tried. Uh-huh. it wasn't bad, but it just there was nothing about it that related to my life lyrically, yeah,
1: I can tell you some things that i that I actually liked about it musically, okay, um lyrically, like you, I couldn't really relate to right. it at all, but um, she does something that's uh that's not necessarily unique to her um but she does a lot of it. And it's something that I, I like to use a lot. Anytime there's a repeating line, like just a simple repeating melodic line, okay. the chords happening underneath it, um, like, l- let's say, so you've got, uh your one verse will split it into four quadrants. The simple melodic line will happen three times, but okay. each of those three times, there will be a different chord underneath it. Oh, that's interesting. And then that fourth melodic line will be something different with a different chord. But it's kind of like um, I kind of relate it to how I how I would approach playing accompaniment, like particularly in Irish like music. Like Irish, yeah, that's what that yeah, sounds like. Yeah, and thinking of okay, here's this melody. How many different harmonic yeah? So, uh, let's, so, like so let's say
0: something went um, da do do, ba da da da, three mm-hmm. times. dum um, um, yeah. And then you're saying the fourth time. Yeah, it would be. Or something yeah. to add to yeah. it. And oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, when you're playing, you're thinking about how would Taylor Swift approach this? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Is that what we got? Yeah.
1: What would <laughs> <laughs> T Swizzle do? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can we, can we not talk about Taylor Swift
0: anymore? <laughs> but that was way deeper than I ever thought we'd, we'd go with.
1: We'd that. ever talk about Taylor yeah. Swift? Yeah. Are we done? I think so. Now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go wait for my wife to come home and tell her what I did today. <laughs> <laughs> and your taxes. Right. Write this
0: down. Yeah. You should charge for this, too, because there should be a fee. I had to pay Aaron O'Rourke
1: to do my nails today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't do your nails. No, though. you yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a that's... good,
0: a good cor- uh, corporatist, you know, capitalist would do it that way. Interesting. Uh. You know, I've yeah. often wondered, get this, since it's tax time, mm-hmm. <laughs> to make this appropriate, and I bet this is possible. So there's a local artist that I know who does theater, she does kids programs all the time, and she makes all her own clothes, huh. and she does it as a tax write-off. Right. It's all kind of clown looking a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if you're listening, Colleen, I didn't mean to call you a clown, <laughs> but she wears like like big ties and sorts of things just so mm. that she's when she's in front of kids, she's fun to watch. Right. Uh when you've got a a business, small or large, you can have a break room with a refrigerator, you know, and, and with microwave, with stove or I guess whatever you want to spend on it. And you can buy supplies and snacks and things to put in that room for people to eat, and that's all a business expense. Uh And you could also have a room that's a gym where you have exercise equipment, you know, and you can have a room with a ping pong table. Oh. it's recreation. Mm -hmm. I wonder, as sole proprietors like we are, if we could do that on our taxes.
1: Um, I have a feeling that would get scrutinized. I know in articles that I've read... Writing off clothing tends to get scrutinized quite a bit. But if you can show, like, there's no way I would wear this out in public just uh, on a regular day. Like, this is absolutely for performance then, obviously. For the, for the self-employed musician working from home, I need five robes. <laughs> <laughs> as The temperature
0: changes, the house warms.
1: Yeah, I, I can't write music unless I feel awesome that's right <laughs> unless i feel this on my skin <laughs> yeah sometimes i just want to be hugged
0: <laughs> <Just> self- <laughs> wear a heavy
1: robe yeah
0: they used to call them dusters do you recall that no yeah so that's i don't think that's called that anymore not for men i don't think men ever wore dusters they wore huh. boxer shorts and wife beaters i think if they were self-employed in the past really a wife beater
1: by the way if you don't know what that is yeah <laughs> i know the you know it's a yeah. white t-shirt yeah the yeah. a shirt i think is the proper name well can, right. let's go
0: back to music maybe we should i think that's probably <laughs> a good idea uh, <laughs> i have played guitar off and on mm-hmm. for 30 years never really taken it super seriously mostly singing on you know and church stuff and that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing uh my approach to hammer dulcimer, and I'm getting somewhere with this. If it's mildly interesting, or maybe it's not as unique as it once was, because there's more people playing a more rhythmic style than, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I when I first started doing this kind of stuff. My approach to guitar was kind of like that as well, and I never really learned to use a pick properly, uh-huh. and I always like to do. Finger, I guess it would be called finger style, uh-huh. um, to where I was doing rolls and different things on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this what we just did? Good for that? Absolutely. Yeah. You use a pick most of the time when you play guitar. I thought
1: no, not uh, when I'm playing rhythm guitar for someone. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll use a pick, but for all of my own solo stuff, I'm I do primarily finger style guitar and open tunings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um,
0: makes me, I want to get out my David Wilcox songbook and do some weird drop tuning and see what
1: happens. I mean, I, oh, I, I wish, I wish we could have, um, uh, I wish I would have recorded something before, before I did my nails and then recorded after I can still do that. Yeah. Um, We can do this again. Yeah.
0: I mean, probably not the whole show again. Yeah. But, or maybe every time we want to do our nails, we should.
1: Yeah. Actually, you know, if we could grab an instrument, grab a guitar, can I grab a, or can I grab a dulcimer? Real grab quick? a dulcimer, whatever. Can okay. you
0: reach them up there? Um, There's a ladder behind the door if you need to grab it. So, Aaron is now working his way across my little bitty studio where things are hung way up high on the walls because of grandchildren. It takes a ladder to get things down.
1: Grandkids are about as tall as me. <laughs> yeah, just
0: about. They're getting there. Hey, uh, I'm I'm coaching a uh, Barrett soccer team now. I'm just make, passing time while Aaron's getting this thing down. And half the fun of, of coaching four-year-olds, three- and four-year-olds, is coming up with a name. And so this time, our team, we're called the Stink Bugs. And our cheer is... We are the stink bugs. We are the stink... No, 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 that's not it. That was the old one. That was we are the tree frogs. Stink bugs cheer is, stink bugs stick together. Stink bugs stick together. Stink bugs stink forever. (laughs) (laughs) And it is so cool. And the strategy to get these kids to play, Aaron's over there tuning, that's why I'm still talking, is to... Because you can't really teach kids much about soccer at that age is to give them a game to play so the game they play most of the time is trying to kick their stink bombs into my castle so I'll be the goalie and send a ball out to them and the soccer ball is a stink bomb and they love firing a stink bomb at you with their feet so there's a story
1: <laughs>
0: alright Aaron people awesome. don't want to hear any more All stories right. you need to come back
1: <laughs> alright here I come so so here we go it's still good to check your work at the end I'm not done tuning this okay Aaron has in his hand
0: a Ron Ewing uh, chromatic mountain dulcimer mm-hmm. alright
1: so actually just for fun this is because I don't know if you, how well you can hear this is that showing up mm-hmm. okay cool so this is, if I'm if I flatten my finger on the dulcimer, tell you what I'm gonna so, do
0: just to make it better. I'm gonna flip a mic, your mic down there, so okay, you, you cool. just speak up a little bit because right. we really want to hear the nuance.
1: Sure. So this is with the finger totally flat. I'm not gonna use any of my nail. Now when I bring my nail, a lot brighter. So you hear a little bit more definition to that. So you know when I
0: find myself playing, using my fingers to finger mm-hmm. pick on a mountain dulcimer and even a guitar, I do what you're doing in that. You're not over the strum hollow mostly. You've moved up onto the fretboard. Is that more common? It seems like I like uh, the tone better.
1: Yes. Um, and actually, the uh, I mentioned earlier that I was... Uh, uh, played one of um uh tony vine's dulcimers right that i mentioned this works particularly well for for finger style which um i think begs the question what makes a good finger style dulcimer um i play I've, up to this point i've been primarily a flat picker on on mountain dulcimer and one of the things that uh that I like about my my David Beatty a lot is uh, the there's a certain beefiness to it which tends to project over all these any sympathetic resonations or harmonic interplay between the strings like we talked about when you were doing the hammer dulcimer mm-hmm. stuff how you pluck one note and other other notes tend right. to ring out and you get all this all this ringing um, and I play. Back in the strum hollow when I'm when I'm flat picking because I like that extra tension on the string that helps art, with articulation and projection with flat picking. The further up you go, you get a more warm tone. With the Tony Vine Stolzmer, it's it's such a different beast. It's a bit brighter sounding, has more ringing and overtones. But as soon as you start to, to do some finger picking stuff where you're doing a lot of cross string and you're not getting quite as much articulation as you do through a flat pick. It, it's so lush sounding. Yeah. And I find, and I, uh, I have those frets, the high frets taken out so that uh, the strum hollow is even bigger. The uh-huh. fretboard is shorter. Um, so I have more space further up to, to dig in, because I like playing up here, but I need that space to be able to dig in, because my, my nails you just are... hit the board. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. It also seems like some things would change tonally just because of the place that you're plucking the string a little, a little bit. Absolutely. Forget the instrument. If we had just a string, mm-hmm. if you and that produced one tone, mm-hmm. it would sound different as you moved up and down it because you're dampening or creating some harmonics.
1: Yeah, I th- I think, um, like we talked about, the the closer you get to the bridge, the more tension there is on the string. So you're going to get a little bit brighter attack as a result. If As you move forward, you get this much warmer tone. There's less tension on the string up there. I find... Um, my pick can handle that tension a lot better than my fingernails and my fingertips. That's why I tend to like playing where there's a little bit less tension on the string in terms of feel in terms of tone. I like that on this dulcimer, it's a bit brighter. So moving forward to the warmer tone, sure. it's, it's a nice balance. And of I course, find. if oh. you
0: played right next to the tailpiece, piece, it's, yeah. it's very, what's the word?
1: Um, it's harsh. Yeah.
0: There's a harsh tone out of every guitar, anything like that.
1: It's a nice effect every once in a while, yeah. I think. Um, it's a
0: neat place sometimes to get that chiffy thing, like where you're muting all the strings and you're yeah. trying to get, you know, just a rhythmic.
1: Yeah. I was, actually, I recorded something recently um, that's kind of, it's got kind of a Middle Eastern flair to it, but at one point, um in the song, I stayed on this one chord and just moved the pick back uh, towards the bridge until I got to where I was really close to it, and the effect it had um, in the recording was really interesting. Being that it was stereo mic'd, it had this—I got this feeling that these overtones that started in the center just sort of panned out. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it. Yeah, if we can go super geeky for a second, it looked. It kind of had the effect of if I was EQing um, the left and right channel individually, Mm -hmm. sweeping through frequencies and gradually going higher on both. But setting the pan for that EQ as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the only way you can describe stuff like that. Yeah.
1: You've got to listen.
0: Yeah. You just have to play and really focus and listen. Yeah. It's sort of like what we were talking about next week.
1: Yeah. It it blows my mind whenever we talk about this stuff. Before you play a single just before you talk about any melodic content or any chords or anything like that, all the stuff you can do, there's so much you can do with just texture and tone. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right, but you have to be in a headspace where you can listen to that.
1: Yeah. You, d- you for me anyway,
0: if I'm nervous, mm-hmm that's why practice is so important practice something even you're good at just so that you can stop and listen to what you play my best performances and my best recordings and times when i've just been the most (laughs) this sounds narcissistic but the most entertained by what it is i'm doing Mm -hmm. or when i'm really listening to what's happening and you make minor changes and you can hear those things happen uh but it doesn't happen automatically. It doesn't happen when you're working on something that you really can't do yet. Yeah. So you have to get the technical side worked out. Yeah. So, hey, before we wrap up, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you or or correct you on something. Yeah. That's gonna make me sound like a bit of a jerk. So, uh, so we before we do that, just so that you can, you know, we can point out the times that when you're like that as well.
1: Does this have to do with whiskey? Yes. <laughs> Is it Canadian whiskey? Yeah, maybe. That's uh, so what I, I knew you were going to – I knew it so we, as soon as I
0: – So we were having this conversation earlier, <laughs> and Aaron said uh, – he wrote something, and he s- used the word whiskey. This was texting. We were talking about scotch, by the way. We were way. talking about scotch whiskey. Yes, and he wrote – I wish we had a phone so we could read – we have to be careful about the two sentences prior yeah. to that. <laughs> so I know. I just know. be careful where you start. Can you find the text? Oh yeah. Yeah. So Dan okay. says,
1: was, "Um, he corrected my spelling for whiskey, which should be. He said whiskey with an e. I spelled whiskey w h i s k y. And how
0: did I say that to you? I,
1: and I said I actually said scotch whiskey specifically, yeah. and you said." Um, uh, you just wrote back whiskey W-H-I-S-K-E-Y and I said Irish bourbon and Canadian whiskey has the E the Canadian is actually <laughs> wrong and I said not scotch or Japanese whiskey or Taiwanese whiskey for that matter
0: <laughs> yeah and I think I responded OMG of course it does yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then Aaron responds you, you just guys got, got school. school, son.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which was awesome. So, yay. All right, so here's my schooling to get you back. All right. What you said a few minutes ago did not beg the question.
1: Most rhetorical questions are the best, are
0: good. <laughs> no, in, in discourse and in rhetoric uh, in argumentation, okay, begging the question is misused all the time. Yeah. Uh, it raised the question. Okay. Yeah, which is different from begging the question. Okay, so what's begging the question? Begging the question is when the question that is at hand, mm-hmm. that you're discussing already, somebody makes a point that takes you back to the original question. Okay. It begs the question. Okay. It's misused, it's misused everywhere. People will okay. go, well, that begs the question because they think they're using something from discourse, but they should say, well, that raises the question.
1: Okay. That makes sense. You just got schooled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, is that beg with an e? <laughs> <laughs> That's <I> don't know. <laughs> All right, thank you,
0: people, for uh, both of you <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> who are still listening.
1: Uh, By the way, I- I'm really curious if if anyone else, uh, if any of our listeners have obsessed over their nails. If anyone has finger-picked dulcimer, or has experienced finger-picking guitar and you've done some experimenting. We would I selfishly would like to hear oh, that's good. if yeah. you have a system that you use. Yes.
0: Oh, and so the little bit of video on here. Should, your nails don't really look any different than they did when we started. I mean, would it help to show them one more time?
1: They look different if you're really up close. You'll notice that there's no longer those sharp edges. Uh on the corners. Oh, they're a little shorter than they
0: were. Actually they're quite a bit shorter than they were.
1: Yeah. You you took a sixteenth of an inch or more off of them. They're shorter and they're also a bit more Mine might still be a little bit long. Um it looks like you've still got uh I don't think they're they're a little bit long. I think they're I think they're good. It looks like like I was doing when I played the dulcimer. Yeah. If you watch how my nail crosses the string, there's a little bit of flesh that comes in contact first. Okay. And then the nail crosses. Okay. Here's just nail by itself. You don't want that. Some people do if they want okay. a lot of articulation. I like both flesh and nail. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>